Welcome back. We're continuing in our discussion on creating a rule of life. A rule of life is a structure in which you, um, a structure that you build to stay connected to Christ. Um, when Christ talks about abiding in Him, uh, this is how we, this is how we abide. So spiritual disciplines are a part of a rule of life, creating. Uh, rhythms and, and moments in your day that you are abiding in Christ. Uh, and, and I keep talking about this because um, it's not something we do very intentionally in our lives. And so I want to kind of lay some more groundwork as we wrap up this series. Uh, the, the, the world is actually trying to create a rule of life for you. Um, the world distracts you in different ways. And when I think about a rule of life, it's good to have a balance of um, what are practices you have that remove things from your life and what are practices that you have that add things to your life. And so uh, today we're ultimately going to talk about unplugging. But I want to lay this structure uh, for the need for unplugging first. There's a lot of studies uh, that have come out about the way social media uh, plays in our or takes hold of our lives, um, and we're seeing an an, an increase in uh, issues that that teenagers have about their images. And I know even in adults, they look at the best parts of someone else's life on social media, and they compare it to the worst parts of their own lives. And so you don't get a very good feel for it. And so how does how does social media play into your life? Is it producing fruit that you need to produce? Um, social media uh, creates you know, different expectations for what life should be like. And, um, but it also creates a, a, a disillusionment with, with what reality is. And so um, it's how do you unplug from social media? Um, but not just social media, your phone in general, the games you play on it, the social media you scroll, the email you check. Uh, people check their phones on average every six and a half minutes and even check their phones when they don't feel the vibration, but they think they do. Um, and so we, we've become compulsive with our phones. And, and how does that shape your life? And is that affecting your spirituality? Is that affecting your walk with Christ? And you may think it doesn't, but you might you might check your practices. But it's not just your phone. It's not just social media. But also, uh, if you look at um, the news, uh, you there's lots of studies. Uh, reach out to me, and I, I can find these studies. But there's lots of studies that have shown how the 24-hour news cycle has shifted and polarized our culture. That you're constantly being bombarded uh, with, with news and even uh, with our cell phones, if you have uh, news apps and you look at Twitter and Facebook and um, Instagram, uh, you kind of get inundated with bad news because uh, frankly, most most of these news agencies, uh, while on one hand they're keeping you informed of what's going on in the world, on the other hand, uh, they're also selling you a product. And I'm not talking about the liberal media, and I'm not talking about the conservative media. I, I'm actually talking about all media. They're all selling you something. They're all trying to keep your attention. 
And one of the best ways to keep your attention is to keep you outraged and to keep you um, to keep you engaged through just kind of simply saying, "I don't know, are you kidding me?" And and so they've created a term called doom scrolling, where where people just continue to scroll and uh, swipe their phones to see one atrocity after another. You turn on even neutral. Um, news websites it's just one thing after another and on one hand it's man there's just a lot of terrible things going on in the world on the other hand it's they just put it in your face all the time um and so does that how does how does that choke out the joy peace patience kindness and gentleness etc you know the fruit of the spirit in your life and i'm not saying we need to ignore what's going on in the world by by no means but uh, in the same way that we talked about the early monastic communities feeling like they needed to swim for their lives from the shipwreck of society, you get your feet firmly planted in Christ, abiding in Him to make sure that you're producing the fruit that the Spirit has called us to. And so we, we plant our feet in the firm foundation of Christ so that we can then engage the world. And so some of the practices of unplugging um, that you might engage in is, you know, set limits on how much you look at your phone. Um, I would recommend starting your day without touching your phone. Uh, for the first hour of your day, spend it in silence and give God the first words um, of your day. Because imagine if you if you wake up every day and the first thing you listen to is the news, it's going to set the tone of your day. But if you start your day with resting in the goodness of Christ, uh, your day will start with peace, love, and joy. And so you can then engage the world, and, and you can go and engage the the media uh, as as you need to. And re regarding social media, I, there's a lot of different things you can do there, but um, look at how it affects your attitude towards others. Uh, make sure that you're you're disconnecting enough that you you rediscover the humanity uh, in others that you, that you see. I, I want I want to read some scriptures, um, and this is just a quick overview of of the New Testament and just things that are said in the New Testament that that I want you to just sit with these right now. And, and you may be like me and you're listening to this podcast while you wash your dishes or something. And, you know, and that's, um, that's something I'm even working on. I want to be more present to the tasks I'm doing and not be distracted all the time. But, but you know, listening to podcasts are good. Um, but I want, I want to encourage you to pause for a second and just hear these words from Scripture. I'll, I'll give you the scriptures, uh, I'll give you the verses as I read them, but I want you to hear the words of scripture and think about your life and, and does it look like this? Uh, Matthew chapter 11, 28 through 30. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. John 14, 27, Jesus says, Peace I, I leave with you. 
My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. And Paul to the church in Philippi in Philippians chapter 4, 6 through 7, he says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 2 Thessalonians 3.16, Paul says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times, and in every way the Lord be with you all. Colossians 3.15, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. Romans 8.6, the mind is governed by the flesh. Uh, the mind governed by the flesh is death. The mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. First Peter five seven says, "Cast all your anxiety on Him, because He cares for you." Romans fifteen verse thirteen says, "May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace." As you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Then Romans 12, verse 2 says, Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And it's that, that last verse, and really all these verses point to a common theme found throughout of the New Testament, that Jesus' peace embodied, uh, the peace of God come in the flesh, uh, gives us his peace amongst trials. And when you look at what the early church underwent, people were trying to kill them for their faith. They were undergoing oppression from the government. They were undergoing all kinds of struggles, and they were at peace because... They knew how to abide in Christ, in Christ alone. And, and Paul encouraging the church in Rome, who is at the, the heart of persecution uh, from, from Nero, says, Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And, and he's saying that the, if you were to put that in today's terms, the world gives you a structure in which to live. But don't be conformed to that pattern of the world. Put a, put a new structure in place and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That when you put a new structure in place to abide in Christ, you will no longer abide in the world. Because when you abide in Christ, all things pass away and you're able to hold them lightly. And all the troubles of this world, you can approach them in peace. And when the, when the media tells you to be paranoid, suspicious, and angry, you can disconnect and disassociate from that and still be concerned about what goes on in this country and you can still be concerned about what goes on in the world, but you, you do it in a way that shows what a non-anxious, peaceful person 
looks like in Christ. You know, Christ says um, that his yoke is easy and his burden is light, but that's the hardest part. Uh, his yoke is easy and his burden is light, but the part that is so hard about spiritual disciplines is you have to dismantle the structures you have and you have to remove the yoke that you've put your head into. And, and to, to dismantle those and to let go of the structures you have, that is hard. But once you're, once you're able to let go of those things, the burden that Christ gives you is actually very easy. But it takes putting in the work to, to be disciplined enough to unplug. Uh, and we're all plugged into something. And what we're plugged into is going to produce a certain kind of fruit in us. And the fruit of the world is a bittersweet fruit of, aid, of, of anger and rage. Uh, the, the fruit of the world, when we abide in it, causes us to be suspicious of our neighbor. If you're on the left and you listen to media from the left, you're, you're taught to be suspicious of those on the right. And if you're on the right and you listen to media from the right, you're taught to be suspicious of people on the left. And, and we're, we're taught to be angry and outraged about every little thing. And when we're angry and outraged, we get angry and outraged at those who are not angry and outraged about what we're angered and outraged by. And divisions continue to deepen and people continue to silo. And we forget that we, we're called to unity to the one true king that is Christ. And in that unity, we rise above uh, everything else in this world. We rise above the tensions and the struggles because we've, we've done the hard work of disconnecting, of unplugging, so that we can fully plug into Christ. So I, I want to encourage you, look, look at your life. Uh, where do your major influences come from? Uh, how much... How much media do you consume every day? And when you do consume it, um, how does it affect the way you view others and the way you view the world? When you connect with Christ and you look to Scripture, it should lead you to deeper forms of compassion. It should lead you to deeper forms of love. And you don't look at people with suspicion when you look at them through the eyes of Christ. You look at them as image bearers of God in need of love. When we, when we abide in Christ, we, we look at the world very differently, but we have to unplug from the world and plug deep, more deeply into Christ in order to engage the world more perfectly. Uh, think about how often you mindlessly scroll through Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever it is. And challenge yourself this week to, to do something different. Um, to disconnect from screens, to turn off the TV, to turn off your podcasts shortly after listening to this one. And to plug into something um, that draws you closer to Christ. Find a community of people that are going to point you to Christ and connect you with Christ. Because in a world that says you need to be uh, in a tribe... Remember that the one true tribe where all are welcome rises above all the others and brings all people under Christ, where there is no tribes. So 
Let's unplug and let's connect with Christ again.